Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, babe. It is Diana Jebbia, your Bravo Bestie, host of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. How's it going? It's been a couple weeks. Things have been kind of crazy. Um, I hope you're doing well, at least. Hey, we've got a lot to talk about today, but um, first, I do want to remind you to go ahead and give me a follow on TikTok at Diana Jebbia and Instagram. Same username. I do want to warn you, I'm not posting as frequently as I used to on Instagram. I just... I don't want to get into it too much because it's just going to sound whiny, but their new algorithm sucks. Um, and I just feel like I get more return on my time over at TikTok. So that's where you'll find me most of the time. And I am having a lot of fun. Like there was this one church choir song trend where like it just keeps going on and on. And I use that to explain Jen Shah's trial timeline. And I'm going to do another one for Erica. So if you love seeing me make a fool out of myself, which I thoroughly enjoy doing, that's the place you're going to want to be. Um, on Instagram, still very much on Instagram, though, is Believe. They're over at Believe Network and Believe Lifestyle. So go ahead and give them a follow. So lots of news in the Bravo verse to divulge to you today. Lots of Bravo tea to spill. First one, which is like the biggest thing that happened this week, uh, Taylor Armstrong coming to the Real Housewives of Orange County. Yes, you heard me correctly. She's coming to Orange County, not Beverly Hills. She's the first housewife to ever cross franchises, to cross cities. And, you know, a lot of people have mixed feelings about this. I think the general consensus is that it's exciting. I also think it's exciting. I'm excited for the history behind all it, her being the first um, she didn't exactly wow me on Ultimate Girls Trip. I thought for the most part she was very pleasant. She was a little bit annoying with the Brandy stuff. But overall, like, I enjoyed her presence. So um, a lot of people are like, well, what is she going to do? I think her friendship with Tamara is going to be what really drives the season. And we know that Tamara and Shannon kind of have a rocky situation going on. Tamara and Heather, I think, are friendly right now, but that could change. I personally would love for Tamara, Shannon, and Taylor to go after Heather. But because, you know, I'm just very anti-Heather in this house. And I'm sorry if you love her. But um, so I think those are two ways it could go. They either could go after Heather. They either could go after Shannon. Noella would have been an easy target, but she's not coming back. I think Emily and Gina are still slated to come back. So we'll see what happens. I don't know when they're filming yet, but it should be soon. I think they kind of start around the fall usually. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I think it was the move, and I also think it's going to open up doors for more housewives to cross franchises in the future. We've seen Phaedra on Dubai now, which I think that would be magical. I think Phaedra coming back in any sort of capacity is magical. I think she's done her time. I think she's learned her lesson. She's more than proven herself on Ultimate Girls Trip as a delight. She was kind of the peacemaker the whole season and she had the role of peacemaker but she was also like the comedian the fashionista the like source of reason so she basically carried that show on her back is what I'm trying to say um I really think that she should be on Dubai 
I would love to see her come back to Atlanta. And speaking of Atlanta, I did a reel of this on TikTok. I think Brandy would be a great addition to the Atlanta cast. Some people were so fucking obnoxious, like, are you okay? I don't think, like, what? No, no. Like, why no? Please hear me out before you, like, ruin your voice bitching at me, okay? (laughs) Wow, that was kind of mean. But anyway, hear me out. I'm so tired of mean people. I'm just, like, PSA. Like, I've had enough. Um... I think Brandy would do so well on Atlanta. Number one, she was really friendly with Eva and Phaedra on the show. Now, I don't think she should come back if they aren't back. I should have added that. I think if those two were called up to Atlanta, I think Brandy would be an easy slide in just because she got along with them most in the house and it was entertaining to watch. But I think she she's a little crazy, as we all know, and I think that the Atlanta girls are the perfect women to kind of keep her in line because they like to have fun. But if you go too far, they're going to check you and they would have no problem checking her. And I think she would listen. Like, I think the Beverly Hills women are too uppity and snooty and like she doesn't want to fit in with that. But I think the Atlanta girls are more down to earth and they're more fun and they have this like family feel about them, but they're very real and I think that's something she's just drawn to. I think she's drawn to their groundedness of, the, of it all. Is groundedness a word? Um, so I think that she would want to get in line and she'd be a little more scared to lose their friendships, if that makes any more sense. So that's something I'd really love to see in the future. Another crossover that I think easily could happen is Dorinda on New Jersey. Um, so Dorinda still lives in the city. I don't think we could ever take her out of the city, but I would like to see her as a friend of in Jersey. You know, those ladies live in North Jersey. She'd just have to cross the GW. It would be such an easy, like, uh, transportation commute for her. Um, I think what I love about Dorinda so much is that she does remind me of home. Like, I am originally from New York. I moved to Jersey for college and stayed there before I moved out to L.A., But New York City housewives and Staten Islanders are very different. New York City very much has that like old money feel. And that's not Staten Island. Staten Island has more of the Jersey feel where it's like very Italian, family oriented. We're loud. We're obnoxious. And Dorinda's got a little bit of that vibe going on. So I would love to see her kind of cross over into Jersey and party it up with them. I think that those fights would be nothing but hilarious. I could see her getting along with Margaret Josephs really, really well. Her and Teresa duking it out would be something to see. Um, And maybe they could teach her how to make a real lasagna because as I've mentioned before in videos, hers just was not was not cutting it. She uses cottage cheese instead of her gut. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no way. No, thank you. So again, Here are my picks. We want Brandy going to Atlanta, Phaedra going to Dubai, or possibly being called back to Atlanta. That would be the real thing. But if we're crossing cities, I want her to go to Dubai. And Dorinda going to New York. That would be really, I mean, New Jersey. That would be really cool. Speaking of Jersey, Teresa Judice is getting married. I think rumor has it this weekend she's getting married in New Jersey. She just had a bridal shider. Bridal shider. She had a bridal shider. Um, bridal shower in Asbury Park, which my fellow New Jersey people know all about Asbury Park. It's a really cool shore town. Um, of all the shore towns, I feel like it's the most rich in history. There's like an old movie theater, um, or it was, I don't know if it was a movie theater or just a regular theater. It's the convention hall. Like it was a theater of some sort. 
there's like just a bunch of older, more charming buildings. And she had her bridal shower at this place. I think it was called Brand- Brando's Chitty Cucina. Um, it's pronounced in English as Brando's City Cucina. But if you're saying in Italian, it's Chitty Cucina. Um, pictures looked awesome. Ashley Darby made an appearance. That could, well, I don't know if she would fit in on New Jersey. But I'm liking that cross franchise friendship I think Teresa and Ashley that's some really good energy especially now that Ashley is like living the single girl life and she looks so good by the way I think Teresa could give her some pointers on how she found her new man who we may or may not all be skeptical of but you know what Teresa's happy her weddings this weekend I'm not gonna ruin that for her um I think Ashley definitely like could get some pointers from Teresa and I'm so stoked to see her on Potomac this year just out and living her best life I did want to like circle back because already I forgot um, the whole Taylor getting called back up to housewives of it all. Isn't it crazy how like I think everyone on that show, I think most of them, maybe Eva's done done, but I think most of them like wanted to be called back up to the show and we had Tamar do it and now we have Taylor do it. So I think Vicky is shitting her pants. Sorry, mom. Um, and I think Dorinda's kind of stewing as well because her whole point was I was put on pause, which I totally believe. I've mentioned this in some other episode. I totally believe that Andy told her she was being put on pause. I don't think that's something she would make up. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I believe it. I think Andy's even said it too. But now that she sees all these other housewives play buttons being pushed again, if you will, and hers is still very much on pause until we find out whatever's going on with New York Legacy and um, Roni, that's got to be, like, infuriating as all hell for her. So um, I can just see her and Vicky just getting on a call and being like, girl, like, what are they doing? I'm so mad right now. What did Taylor even do this whole season? Um, but Tamara killed it. I Again, I'm very much looking forward to that. More Bravo tea to spill. We have Lala Kent... She stopped by 50 Cent, that rhymes, Lala Kenton, 50 Cent, Lala Kenton, 50 Cent. She stopped by his film set, he's filming some new movie, and she made an appearance, and I love this because I think it is 1,000 trillion percent shade thrown at her ex, Randall, who, like, we've heard absolutely nothing significant about, like, we just, like, hear more things that he's shady, which that's really news to no one, come on. But Randall, this is going back, what, like, 2016? Maybe 2017, 2018, who knows, one of those 20 years. He owed 50 Cent a lot of money and like 50 Cent went public on Instagram and was like posting memes about Randall. And we were all like, oh, my God, what is going on? He insulted Lala at one point, but he was really going more after Randall and was like money by Monday, Randall. And like Randall came back and posted these like pictures of him in the hospital or something, pretty much saying he was having like heart surgery or something like that some sort of life-changing surgery I don't have Google open right now so I'm going off the top of my head but then um Randall replied I'm sorry Fofty and like 50 posted it it was so insane but this is clearly shade being thrown at Randall from Lala's end because now she's like oh yeah like I bet the two of them talked shit and I wish I was a fly on the wall in that conversation Uh, Again, if you check out my TikTok, I did a really funny video of like things I wish that happened at the conversation between 50 Cent and Lala. And one of them was like child support by Monday, Randall, because I definitely heard like 
I, I am no financial expert, and this is all alleged, so don't sue me, but I really feel like he's got to be behind on that because we, we heard rumblings that his financials were not the greatest. Not the greatest, so I can't imagine he's doing well on the child support front. But anyway, I would have killed for, for me to be a fly on the wall with 50, 50 Cent and Lala. I hope this is the beginning of a wonderful new friendship. I hope there are Vanderpump Rules cameos. I hope it pops up 50 Cent Lower Third Lala's friend. I can, you know, can we all be in support of that? Can we see that? Can we envision it together? Looks so good. So I love it. And I just love the unlimited shade being thrown at Randall's way because I have no time or patience for narcissists. And he deserves, he deserves all the shade in the world, honey. He truly does. All right. How about we talk about uh, Beverly Hills lately? It's, you know, this show, it just does the thing where it's like, this is going to be the best season ever. And then it disappoints. Like we have been going through this curse for so many seasons now. I think an overhaul is coming. I think especially with everything Erica Jane's going through. Um, I just think we need to wipe out some of the old faces and get in some new ones. Um, do not touch Dorit. Do not touch Garcelle. Um, yeah, is that really all who can say? Oh, I like Crystal. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I that's I'm sure that's controversial, but I don't like Sutton at all. Um, Lisa Rinna, can we talk about, well, we will talk about that in a little bit, but like Kyle is also just outstayed her welcome on the show. I, it just doesn't have, she doesn't have the oomph, like you're such a fucking liar, Camille. She doesn't have that oomph she, she once had. She kind of just like goes in and she stirs the pot. She's like, oh, you know, they're saying this about you and I'm just so concerned, but what do you think? You hate them, right? I, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch Kyle, the producer. I want to watch Kyle, the housewife. But anywho, there was an episode. You'll be listening to this tomorrow, Friday. There was an episode two nights ago, Wednesday. And what the heck was Lisa Rinna doing? So there was twice she went after Sutton. And listen, I'm not the biggest Sutton fan at all. I'm really not. But I don't like people piling on people like as someone who has been piled on multiple times in my life and not in the good way, um, it just upsets me and it's very triggering to me. So there was one point when Sutton and Lisa had lunch and I think Sutton was like, oh, I enjoy having lunch with you. And Lisa was like, oh, do you really? Like Lisa was just being very passive aggressive with her from that point. And I, again, I don't remember exactly because I, to be fully honest, I my head was not 100% in this episode until the last dinner between um, Lisa Renna, Cherie, and then Sutton like came up and then I was like fully engulfed in it. But Lisa was just going off on Sutton about that whole Watch What Happens Live um, Elton John gala thing where Sutton claimed that Lisa and Harry didn't thank her for paying for like these Elton John gala tickets which can you imagine the Elton John of like does he even know he's like Bravo news I'm sure he does like because I think he has a friendship with these ladies but like could you just imagine he's trying to I don't know play piano and his glasses and he gets a text like oh you're being mentioned on watch what happens live like you're the center of a housewives fight do you think he like even gives it a second thought probably not right he's Elton John for Christ's sake that's just so wild to me anyhow 
So Lisa like was really upset about that. She went on this whole thing. She's like on a campaign to prove that she was freaking invited to this gala, which like the lady doth protest too much in my humble opinion. But Sutton, I have to say, did the right thing here. She was like, you know, um, I'm sorry that I said that. And Lisa just went on and on like, you come for me and that's fine, but you come for my husband and children and like, I'm going to fucking come for you. Like scream at one point she screamed and I'm like, can we circle back to the origin of all this? All she did was say, you didn't say thank you for tickets. This could have been a misunderstanding. And now she apologized. She didn't call your family murderers. She didn't accuse them of doing anything obscene or illegal like there were just some I don't know 10 grand Met Gala not Met Gala Elton John Gala tickets up for debate you know what I mean it just was so unnecessary and I think Lisa is really stretching to like hold on to that diamond she is white knuckling that diamond so hard that it's gonna break and like diamonds don't break that's how hard she is holding on for dear life and I think the sooner we can get her off the show the better she is past her prime I do not enjoy her whatsoever and it's really you know what it's hard for me to say that like I feel like a little bit of a hypocrite because I've had had this conversation not specifically about Lisa Renna but about housewives like people wanting people off the show just because they don't like them um and I always say like I will never be like get this person off the show and unless they're like really toxic like I am a full like let's get Austin Kroll off Southern Charm um because he's just manipulative toxic narcissistic we don't want any of that on the TV and like Lisa Lisa Renna isn't that bad like I do think a lot of this is the villain character that she plays um you know I could watch Dorinda Dorinda's annoying but and people like get mad at her but it's good TV same with Vicky but yeah like Lisa Renna I just think it's time for her like even though she's playing that villain role it's not enjoyable TV anymore so it's not that like she's on that toxic narcissistic level where I'm like oh my god get her off my TV but I think that it's time I I don't know I think she's just like beating a dead horse and it's like we as the viewer are like all right give us something new we're done we're bored do something different, like poking, poking the, um, the dog, like, come on, do a trick now. We're just, we've seen it all from her and either like shape up or shape out. You know what I mean, Rena? Shape up or ship out, not shape up or shape out. Anywho. Um, so yeah, I'm not really loving Beverly Hills all this season. I think the highlight though, like Dorit is always a queen. We like never, ever need to get rid of her. Um, I probably mentioned this a few episodes back, but I am still every single day quoting her conversation with Jamie Lynn Curtis or Jamie, Jamie Lynn Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis mixed up Jamie Lynn Spears and Jamie Lee Curtis there. Sorry. When Jamie Lee was selling all like the cancer stuff. Um, that sounds terrible. The, the organization to raise money for cancer. She had her little goodies and they're like, this is a my hand and yours tumbler. I keep quoting keeps things hot and cold amazing like how wholesome is that she is the most relatable bitch on the block in that sense not with her head-to-toe designer fashion uh just in, in personality sense and I am so here for it I am so here for her oh my god wait speaking of Austin um I do want to tell you so on TikTok I did a video I think I also posted it on Instagram 
Um, Austin, a few episodes back, a Southern Charm called short people angry little demons. He like was insinuating that Olivia, his new love interest, is so much calmer than Madison because she's shorter and as um, because she's taller rather. And as a short person, I totally proved him right and took offense to that. But whatever, like we're only so tall. It really only has so many places to go. So I did a little video and it's important to note that like whenever I'm on this podcast or whenever I do a video, I'm tongue in cheek. And a lot of people don't get that. Poor Hemboy. I had someone in my comments try to be like, you have no backbone because I said that I wouldn't disrespect my mom's friends the way Gia did. Um, going back on Real Housewives in New Jersey and I'm like you don't know me so you can't make that assumption he's like he keeps kept coming back he's like I am making this assumption with claps because you put this in a video and I'm like this moron don't even realize that you like you don't see one person one video and know everything about a fucking person and also like I'm being tongue-in-cheek like yeah I wouldn't disrespect my mom's friend but I would definitely should should talk them with my mom and we'd figure something out together anyway now my mom's going to text me and be like, what friend are you talking about? I'm not talking about any friend, mom. It's just an example. Anywho. Um, wow, I got sidetracked. But anyway, I'm tongue in cheek in these videos. And I did the video replying to Austin just being like, you know what? I got something to say to you. Like, you were not the picture of calmness all season on Southern Charm. And I had a picture of him like freaking out at the reunion. Like his cheeks were all puffy because he was screaming and he was pointing. I'm like, oh, Mr. Tall Person, you really are the picture of sanity. Remember when you were like, methin, methin. And someone reported it um, and got it taken down for harassment. But I got it appealed. TikTok was like, oh, yeah, we screwed up. Um, first of all, the idiots at TikTok Please don't shadow ban me or whatever. But you idiots at TikTok, if you review this video, you would see that I was sticking up for my fellow short kings and queens, right? And Austin was technically the one bullying and harassing us. So do better at your job. One of the things I say about everything, which like this is one of my toxic traits, but I feel like I need to do everything for everyone because most people don't th do things right. And I am well aware of how flawed and disgusting that sounds. Like, for example, one day my friend Raquel was visiting and we're driving and I was just like getting so fed up because it's L.A. and nobody knows how to drive. And I went, do I got to drive for everyone? That's like me. I'm like, do I got to do everyone's job? So everyone like TikTok review board. Do I got to review stuff for you? If you would have reviewed it, you wouldn't have taken it down. And that is why you appealed it so quickly. Um, anywho, cause I'm sure they're listening and I know I've said that five times now. I really think it was either Austin himself or like someone in his camp who reported that. And that is just laughable. I'm sure they think I have a vendetta out against the man. I do want him off my TV. If I were to see him on the street, I wouldn't even look his direction. Like I just don't care outside of real life. So the too long didn't read it all read of it all rather Austin Cole because I know you definitely listen to this you have this tune in every week you subscribe you relate you relate you rate and review five stars thank you I don't have a real life problem against you everything I do is just for funsies okay so don't don't uh report my stuff it's not nice I work hard on this um, I'm losing my mind, so I really think that's the best place we should leave off. Thank you so much for tuning in to the, another episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Um, go on, go on podcast, Apple podcast, be like Austin Kroll and rate and review this five stars. Leave a nice review. Slap that subscribe button like a cute little tush. Please follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jebia. You can DM me on Instagram. Um, love lots of friends in the DMs. Let me know what kind of guests, if you have any Bravo communicators. 
communicators, content creators, I don't know why they came out communicators, that you want to see on the show, drop me a line. I'll hit them up and see if they come on. Bravo Liberties, a little bit harder, but we're working on it. We are so working on it. Um, I will hopefully talk to you next week. I My life has just been so insane. I am flying to Jersey on Tuesday, so I'm going to try my best to talk to you next week. But if not, please don't hold it against me. And no, I will be back the week after. I promise. I love you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.